the region's premier medical information program. Call the doctor. Balance is something most of us don't even think about most of the time. Balance problems can be the result of any number of different medical issues or conditions, but think about how many systems in the body have to work normally in order for your balance to be good. We'll discuss some of the more common balance issues and methods of helping you find your footing again. Balance issues on this episode of Call the Doctor. Hello and welcome. We are so glad you're with us for this season and this episode of Call the Doctor. I am happy to get right to tonight's panelists because we have a lot to discuss here in the next 25 minutes or so. It'd be great if you could each uh, introduce yourself and tell people who you are and, and where they can find you. We'll start with you. My name is Janine Fee. I am a vestibular certified physical therapist. Um, that means that I specialize in inner ear dysfunction. So I collaborate with ENT and neurology and audiologist and I'm the lead at um, Evangelical Community Hospital's Balance Center. Welcome, it's great to have you. Thank you. What about you? Um, my name is Shay Post. I'm also a physical therapist. Uh, I work at the Lehigh Valley Health Network Health and Wellness Center in Hazleton. Uh, I also am a specialist uh, certified in vestibular rehab, uh, uh, certified in uh, Parkinson's LSVT Big, and a geriatric uh, certified specialist, and uh, happy to be here. Great, thank you so much. And what about you? My name is Stephanie Collins. I'm a physical therapist with Allied Services. Um, I work at our uh, Scranton Inpatient Rehab Hospital. Um, there I am on the spinal cord injury team. I also see patients who are recovering from surgeries or cardiopulmonary deconditioning, um, and I am a certified fall prevention specialist. Welcome to you. Thank you. I think that balance is one of those things that most people don't really much think about most of the time until they're having trouble with it. So I think I'll start with, I mean, it's a very, very basic question, but we'll, we'll start here. Are all balance issues inner ear issues? No. Um, I like to think of balance as a baseball field. It's a multitude of many players not working well together or working well together, hence having either a good team or a bad team. So think of your balance like a baseball field. We have three outfielders and there are sensory receptors. There are eyes, our inner ear, and our sense of touch. And those players are important in gathering information about our balance. And then once they gather the information, they send it to our brain. Our brain processes that information. So I like to call him the pitcher on the mound. And then once he um, figures out what's important and what's not, he then completes the play by sending information to the infielders, which represent things like, do you have good strength? Are you afraid of falling? Um, what's your posture like? What's your flexibility like? Are you sedentary? Those are all factors that can cause either somebody to have good balance or bad balance. So the inner ear is one of the outfielders and there's lots of different things that can cause inner ear problems that can contribute to a balance problem. So it really is a very personal, you have to get to a doctor and figure out what's happening. I see you nodding over there. What might be the first thing you do if someone comes to you and says, hey, I'm having trouble with this? So, you know, a PT's evaluation is very complex. So we don't just look at one thing, we look at the whole body. So we're going to use standardized outcome measures to look at your balance, um, give you a concrete score that tells you maybe what your risk is for falling. Um, from there, we'll look at things like your posture, your sensation, uh, your strength. Um, those are things that all, like, you know, she just said that, you know, are factors in balance dysfunction. Is there something that's more common that you see? Uh, just anecdotally, of course, um, not to put you on the spot there, but do you see something more commonly than others around here? So, you know, we live in an area where we have a lot of um, 
older population. So with that, with aging, um, our balance takes a hit. Um, so we lose muscle mass, we lose bone density, um, our posture changes, um, and we come, become, unfortunately, a little bit more sedentary. So um, with those changes, that's going to impact somebody's balance. That leads me into a question that I actually had for Shay. I know you work a lot with the geriatric prop population. Is balance, is it to be expected that it's going to get a little bit worse as we age, or are there things we can do to try to prevent that? Uh, so there's uh, normal changes for aging, and uh, some of those things are changes in our muscle, uh, changes in our nerves, um, changes in our reaction time. And so those are some normal uh, changes that might come for adults that are over 65. Um, but that doesn't mean that we need to, um, that we can't do something about that. Um, you know, we can be more physically active. Um, if we're having a balance, you know, issue, if we have a fear of falling, or if we find ourselves um, becoming more unsteady, um, it's really important to, um, you know, discuss that with your primary care provider. Um, there's um, a screen that uh, the Geriatric Society recommends that they do every year um, called the Steady Screen. And there's uh, three important questions that the provider will ask. And, um, you know, one is, um, do you feel unsteady? Um, a second one is, do you, have you fallen in the last year? And the third is uh, whether you use an assistive device. And if you answer yes to any of those questions, um, it's recommended that uh, the balance be screened further for any issues. Um, a great uh, research, rec research um, a lot of research shows that uh, balance um, may be improved um, through physical therapy and exercise and increased physical activity um, by, um, you know, whichever, you know, method your doctor would recommend. So it's a good discussion to, to start with. So. I'd like to, you both, you've all mentioned falls now and fall risks a few times, so I'd like to just get into that just a bit. When people hear a fall risk, I suppose for some it's not that big of a deal. For the geriatric population, population it's a, I keep messing up on that word tonight, population, that's a very big deal for people mm -hmm. to fall. What, when, what conversations do you have around falls and fear of falling, Stephanie? Uh, one thing I recommend is that people fall-proof their homes. So take things out that might put them at risk for falling, throw rugs, extension cords, um, maybe you have a pet at home and their toys get in the way. Pets themselves, actually, a cat or a small dog might get in the way. Um, make sure that your path to the bathroom at night is well lit. Um, so that way, um, you know, as we vision is one of our sense, you know, our um, sensory inputs that we use for balance. So if that is compromised, that's going to affect our balance. Um, so things like that, I think, might make somebody feel a little bit more safe in their home, and that might make them feel, you know, less at risk for falling. Just to prevent injury, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. Any other reasons that you would want to prevent a fall? You know, it's probably a silly question, but. Well, as we get older, it's very detrimental because if you fall and break a hip, that often then puts people into the hospital and, you know, it can be very detrimental. It can cause death, um, especially if you have some dementia. As we get older, lots of times our cognitive function declines. Mm -hmm. So just cognitive function in of itself can also increase your risk for falling. Is there, do you make a distinction medically between dizziness and balance? Those are, are those two different things and how can people who are watching 
see that those are two different things. So dizziness, um, I think a lot of physicians don't really like that word because dizziness can mean so many things. Um, so it is hard to sort of differentiate that because everybody may perceive dizziness differently. Um, so I like to say, do you feel like the room is spinning? Do you feel like you're afraid you're gonna fall or your balance is off or do you feel lightheaded? And lots of times just those three basic questions can help lead us into kind of figuring out maybe what system might be broken down. It could be cardiovascular, so they might be having some sort of cardiovascular problem. Or if they're having these room spinnings, um, the inner ear is one of the major um, balance mechanisms and um, positional vertigo, it's called positional vertigo, is one of the um, most common inner ear dysfunctions that increases people's risk for falling because it creates this missignal that causes people to think they're in motion and as we get older you can't your balance reactions and everything become delayed and now it increases your risk for falling is that if you are lying down and you stand up or sit up too fast is that what you're that's what you mean there? so positional vertigo affects you it's called positional vertigo because with changes in position, it does create this kind of spinning sensation. So um, this is the inner ear and we have these little crystals that belong in this part of the ear. And sometimes they can dislodge and move into these loops. And if they move into these loops, anytime you change position, like lying down, uh -huh. think of it as a rock being thrown into a lake. If you throw a rock into the lake, you get this ripple effect. Um, so when you lay down, everything spins, but if you stay still, it settles down. You go to sit back up, it does it again. So a lot of people, when they're sleeping, they go to get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, don't realize that this is a problem. They go to jump out of bed and everything starts to spin and you know they lose their perceptions of where they're at and down they fall. I definitely want to get into this more. I love that you brought a little model here because it makes it easy for us to see. I, I'll get back to that in a second, but I wanted to go over a couple other symptoms that people may have commonly or that people might come to you for. What are some other common, other than dizziness or thinking you might fall, is there something else you see a lot? Um, a lot of patients will um, say they feel unsteady. Um, when they're walking, they may veer to the left or to the right. Um, and sometimes I'll, I also ask my patients if they've had near falls um, because sometimes they'll tell you about uh, like a fall like onto the ground, but you know, they won't you know, realize that uh, near falls are very important. It's kind of warning, a warning sign that you need to, um, you may need to address um, you know, balance issues. Um, so, uh, you know, I think, um, you know, that those would be like the main ones. Even, even you almost fell is enough to tell your... your you, you almost fell. Yeah, right. you almost fell. What about you? Anything else that you see commonly? Um, I think sometimes people, um, they might say that they're dizzy, um, but they're not really dizzy, they're lightheaded. Um, that might be maybe an issue with one of their medications that's making them feel lightheaded. Um, so they don't necessarily have an inner ear dysfunction, but they're lightheaded um, because of you know medications. Um, maybe somebody's dehydrated and um, you know they're not getting a good water intake. So um, I think that's a big part too, is differentiating are you dizzy or are you lightheaded? And what's the cause for the lightheadedness? It seems, as we talk, it seems there's a checklist a mile long that you would have to get through in order to get to an answer. Does this take a long time sometimes to come up with why someone is having balance issues? Anybody can take that, really. Yeah, um, it, the most important, um, you know, thing that we can do is I think a good physical therapy evaluation and that way we can see uh, reasons for falling so we kind of look at you know I ask my patients like where they fell you know was it inside was it 
um, outside, um, you know, uh, what type of surface were they standing on. Um, some patients have harder times um, like in darker, like in darker environments, when you take that vision away, um, some patients, um, you know, are out in their backyard and they're not on a firm surface, so they're, you know, on an uneven surface on the grass, mm. and uh, that takes some of those sensory cues away. Um, so, you know, that could be a cause of a fall. Um, it could be sometimes when there's a vestibular issue. Um, a lot of my patients um, will say that, you know, they turned and then they fell, um, you know, in the restroom or, you know, in the kitchen, I turned to get something off the countertop. And um, so there's, there's definitely um, reasons that we have to find out why is this person falling? And then we could address, um, you know, their uh, treatment protocol in the way that will, you know, help their balance. So, so I think history is probably the, we spend a lot of time, I think we would all agree mm -hmm. on history, just talking to the patient. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times uh, dizziness means again, so many different things. Even if somebody has like diabetic neuropathy where they lose their sensation in their feet, um, they will often feel very off balance. And if you think of the outfielders, your eyes, your ears, your sense of touch, if you lose your sense of touch, that player is sitting on the bench. And so now you're down to two players. And so those two players have to work harder. And so they will perceive that as, I have this increased postural sway. Mm. So I feel a little bit more off balance, but it's because they have some neuropathy. And then there's some things that we can do as physical therapists that we can increase their proprioceptive input or that sensation by recommending like an assistive device. Like if you use a cane, essentially you're taking an extra player off the bench, adding a player to the field. Now they're getting some input through their hand. Mm -hmm. So it helps to make up for that. So part of what we're looking at is looking at all of those systems um, with our evaluations and our outcome measures, as, I, as they said, and then breaking it down for the patient and really kind of diving into where their problem is to better identify what might be causing their falls. We mentioned inner ear, we mentioned diabetic neuropathy, uh, but I imagine the list goes on and on about uh, of what could be causing balance issues. What do you see? I mean, I've asked that question a lot tonight, but I'm kind of curious what goes on clinically, the conversations you're having with your patients. Um, I think sometimes, especially now, we're in this post-COVID era, so many people have been sedentary for so long. Now they're starting to come out of their homes and do a little bit more. And, you know, if you're sedentary, then that's going to cause your muscles to um, weaken. It's going to cause your endurance to weaken. Um, maybe your um, balanced reflexes aren't as sharp as they were because you haven't been getting up and moving. So I think... Um, you know, now that, like I said, people are starting to be more active, they might be noticing that maybe their balance is a little off. Does that get lost fast? I think so, um, especially for those who maybe live alone um, or maybe don't have a great support system. Um, they are, you know, now emerging, coming out, and they don't even have anybody to really even maybe bring it to their attention. Mm. Maybe that their gait is off or right. perhaps they don't notice. Mm -hmm. Do you see that a lot, that, that someone's loved one will come in and say yeah, they're, they're just they're walking differently or something just seems a little off? I think that's a great point. Um, I think that if you feel like you're having some issues or your loved one's having some issues, a good place to start is talking to your doctor and saying, can I try a little bit of physical therapy? And oftentimes they're like, sure. And I feel you guys probably have the same. We see these patients you know, two to three times a week. So we get to know them and we really get to kind of 
look at all these different body systems. So we might only spend an hour with them the first time, but we're evolving as we keep seeing these patients that as we're watching and seeing all these different systems, there might be a point where we're like, mm, this looks a little bit more like a Parkinson's disease, and maybe we need to refer back to the doctor and say, hey, you know, we're seeing some signs that are indicating Parkinson's disease or a neurological problem that might need to be a little bit more looked into, looked into further. Mm -hmm. You mentioned COVID as keeping people in their homes, which now has me wondering, does, can you stave off balance issues if you, I, I, I know you can't ward off everything, but by and large, can you help your balance if you remain active? And what, what does lifestyle factors have to do with this? you definitely could um, improve your balance. And I think that's uh, one of the most important things, messages that we can send. Um, uh, one in uh, three patients uh, who are over 65 um, have had a fall this year. Um, so it's almost like uh, an epidemic, uh, wow. you know, for, for a country. Um, so it's definitely something that uh, is important to be addressed. And I think a lot of people may not realize that uh, they could do something about their balance. A lot of times when people think of physical therapy, they think of, you know, a knee replacement mm -hmm. or an orthopedic issue. Um, but uh, we have a whole group of specialists, um, uh, you know, from the Lewisburg area and, you know, from the Scranton area and from the Hazleton area, you know, that could help, you know, uh, members of our community. And we take a special interest in them so that, you know, they can continue to be active. Um, uh, the, uh, there was a research study that they did that uh, said that um, if you, uh, to prevent a fall, um, you would need to do at least 50 hours of balance training. Um, and that has to occur um, like over greater than a three month period and better off over a six to 12 month period. Um, so putting in that balance training, uh, you know, at least three days a week at a minimum um, of practicing balance specific exercises, um, you know, will help decrease fall risk. I think what's interesting too is just gait speed. Um, a lot of people think of gait speed is how fast somebody walks and most people as we get older decide, ooh, if I walk slower, I'm actually gonna be safer when in reality, gait speed also correlates to fall risk. And so we analyze how fast someone walks. Um, so community dwellers, um, some like Tai Chi and, and yoga are excellent things to kind of keep somebody um, in shape with that, but also walking programs and encouraging people um, that actually, if you walk a little bit faster, it's actually safer. And the way, the reason why that is, is if you think about if you walk in slow motion, you're spending more time standing on one leg. So by the time you're spending so much time on one leg while you're pulling the other leg through, if you can't stand on one leg for more than three to five seconds, now you're gonna fall over. Whereas if you're walking a little bit faster, you're constantly shifting your weight back and forth and spending less time mm -hmm. on one leg. So people can, they can walk too slow. Correct, yeah, which will increase the risk for falling. So to like a preventative, um, as Shay was saying, like some, some community programs like yoga or Tai Chi would be excellent to try to maintain or keep their balance in check. If I'm just sitting at home and I don't have balance issues that I know and I don't have one of these issues that might lead to that that I know, Stephanie, could I, could I ask a physical therapist or someone else in, in your field, what can I do? Are there um, 
preventative measures? Are there other lifestyle choices that are not exercise? What can you tell people to keep that? Um, I would just make sure that, you know, from like a whole body perspective, like make sure you're, you're well hydrated, make sure that your nutrition is optimal, um, make sure that your medications are all in check, um, that you're on the proper dosages for all of your medications. Um, if you don't want to go out and do a, a class or join a gym or something like that, I always tell my patients just stay active in your own home. Um, maybe every 30 minutes set a timer and get up and walk, go up and down your steps, walk to your mailbox, um, go and walk outside on the grass, change up the surface that you're walking on. Um, even those small little changes might go a long way with somebody who might be at risk for falling. Can we get into this just a little bit? Can sure. you explain what it is we're looking at here and how, I mean, uh, now that we've established that not all balance issues are inner ear, mm -hmm. are many of them inner ear related? Well, since I'm a vestibular therapist, I get many that are inner ear related. So there's a lot of different inner ear problems that can create balance issues. The most common is what we call benign paroxysmal positional vertigo, which benign means it's not a big deal. Paroxysmal means it sort of comes and it goes. So it's not there all the time. And that's what's scary about positional vertigo is if it just comes and goes, you know, somebody could be walking along and if they bend over to pick something up for their yeah. dog and boom, all of a sudden it hits them and they can fall. And then positional, it's usually brought on by a position and vertigo means I kind of have this spinning sensation. Um, so the inner ear is really about the size of the tip of your finger. It's extremely tiny. So even if we ordered image studies like CAT scans or MRIs, it often doesn't visualize it very well. So what we do as vestibular therapists, um, the way that we examine inner ear dysfunction is through a person's eyes. Your eyes are connected to the inner ear through reflexes. And so there's a lot of different inner ear problems that can create this dizziness. And oftentimes we, wear, we use goggles in our office to highlight the eyes so that we can try to create some sort of asymmetry in the ear and your eyes will actually do this funny little dance it's called nystagmus and that's what we look for to help us to determine what type of inner oh. ear problem you're having so we literally if you have positional vertigo the crystals can be in any one of these loops usually it's in the posterior canal but it can also be in this horizontal canal and your eyes will actually twitch differently it's called nystagmus and depending on how they move tells us exactly where it's at and so once we can identify that we can provide an intervention we call it a maneuver to maneuver those crystals that are supposed to be over here we can maneuver them out like a marble game and move them back to where they belong where they'll reattach re and then it goes away so that can be a huge impact on someone's balance and so all the patients that we get that just come in even for balance issues we always screen them for positional vertigo mm. because the number one complaint isn't really that I'm having spinning or vertigo it's my balance is bad and it's literally because they're they may not sleep in a bed they might sleep in a recliner but every time they go to get up they ooh, feel like they're drunk getting to the bathroom mm. so we do a good job at our clinics I'm sure you guys do too anybody that comes in with balance issues you always screen for this because it can be um, very detrimental but it's usually one of the main causes of a balance issue with the last few minutes here, I want to talk about, um, I think we touched on it a little bit about the changes over the lifetime, um, how, what you can do for balance when you're younger versus when you're a little bit older. You would definitely recommend obviously sticking with that exercise and, and keeping up a good lifestyle, but what else? What else do you talk to your doctor about if you feel like this could be you? 
Um, usually what I uh, tell the patients is to, um, you know, let them know if you're having unsteadiness or having those near falls and uh, talk about the safest form of exercise, um, you know, what would be the safest for you because for some, you know, it may be, um, you know, if, if their balance is not, um, you know, too uh, bad, you know, they can go to a fitness center and, you know, just to, for physical activity. Mm -hmm. um, but if they're having more balance issues or vestibular issues, um, it's, you know, talk to the doctor, see if he would, uh, if he agrees that you should see a physical therapist. Um, and just to know that there are things, you know, there are um, interventions that, you know, we can do to help, um, you know, with, uh, you know, the vestibular issues, uh, regular um, balance issues, you know, whether, you know, it's from diabetes or uh, sometimes even orthopedic issues can cause balance problems. Um, like uh, spinal stenosis in the back. Um, so we see a lot of patients with that. Um, so, and you don't have to live with that imbalance. Um, you know, you don't have to, that's not normal aging. So, um, you know, talk to your doctor about, um, you know, whether they would recommend physical therapy. So mm -hmm. you could continue to do the things that you love to do, you know, volunteer or, you know, go to your grandchildren's baseball games, um, play pickleball, anything like that. <laughs> pickleball so, yeah. and, and Stephanie, I like what you said a little bit earlier just about advocating for yourself mm -hmm. that if there's something up, you have to say something. Yeah, I mean, Falls are not a normal part of the aging process. So, um, you know, just because you fell, you can't just write it off to, you know, being elderly. Um, so if you are a loved one, you know, find that you're falling frequently, definitely speak to your doctor about it. There's so many options out there. Um, you know, you can go to an outpatient center. Um, for us in inpatient rehab, we have our admit from home program. So um, if somebody's having a hard time navigating around their home, they're falling frequently, they can't care for themselves as well as they used to, um, maybe you need a little bit more intensive therapy. Um, so there's so many options out there and it's just important to just make sure that your concerns are heard. It's a huge topic. I know it's one that we have just only scratched the surface of, but I wanted to thank you all for coming here because I think you had some great perspectives and I hope at least people, if they're having an issue or see someone they love have an issue, they can give one of you a call or uh, one of our fine medical professionals here in Northeastern Pennsylvania. That's gonna do it for this episode of Call the Doctor. We are so glad you've joined us. If you missed something or you wanna listen again, you can find the entire show at our website, wvia.org. All you have to do is click on watch and then call the doctor. Also, you can find us on the WVIA app. I'm Julie Sedoni, thanks again for watching and for all of us here at WVIA, we'll see you next time.